Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. The episode you're about to listen to is about the school shooting that happened in Uvalde, Texas on May 24th, 2022. I took to the mic a few minutes after hearing the news. As you listen, some of the information that I state about the incident itself is not accurate. Um, The articles that I got my information from before recording the podcast episode have since been updated. And so I just want to provide an update um, as much as I'm able to as of Wednesday morning, May 25th. So at this time, 19 students and two teachers lost their lives in this shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Salvador Ramos is the alleged shooter. He is an 18-year-old man. And uh, he shot his mother, or his grandmother. He shot his grandmother, allegedly, before driving to the school, crashing nearby, and then entering the school. Um, At the time of this recording, he is alive. His grandmother is in critical condition. And I saw there were a couple of 10-year-old girls um, also in critical condition. My heart breaks for everyone that's that's impacted for everyone that's starting their day on Wednesday um, with this on their minds and I'm devastated for the families um, I mean that word doesn't even come close to capturing everything that I feel but it's what I'm capable of articulating at this moment in time. So I invite you to take a listen if you would like to. If this is an episode that you want to opt out of, I understand and respect that as well. This is this is a tough thing to talk about. And... Um, Not like you need my permission, but if it helps you feel better, not tuning into the news, not tuning into social media, and just giving yourself some space to process what's happened, then I encourage you to do that. So thanks for being here and, uh, make sure you take care of yourself. I initially had another episode um, 
scheduled to drop and uh, just felt compelled to to share some thoughts. Um, So I am recording this a few minutes after learning of the school shooting in Texas where 18 children were killed and three adults, at least that is the information that has been released at the time I'm releasing or recording this episode. Um, the alleged shooter is an 18-year-old young man, and it was also reported that he shot his grandmother before going to this school and opening fire. And I can tell you as a parent... Um, This is one of my biggest fears to have something like this happen to my child, Um, to drop him off at school expecting that I will see him later that day. And uh, like, I don't even like saying it. My heart goes out to the parents. My heart goes out to the families. My heart goes out to the families of the adults who lost their lives. Um, This is just a terrible tragedy. My heart goes out to the family of this individual They lost a grandmother, a mother. They also lost a son. Maybe a brother. I don't know. Um, And then they also have to live with knowing that someone in their family took the lives of so many other people. And I can't even imagine what that feels like. I can't imagine what anybody associated with any of these people are feeling right now. Except immense grief and probably anger. I just, I just can't, um, imagine being in their shoes and I'm very thankful that I'm not. I know that there's going to be a lot of conversation about gun control because there's always conversation about gun control when things like this happen. Um, But I believe that any act of violence, whether we're talking about a shooting, whether we're talking about domestic abuse, whether we're talking about violence towards animals, any act of violence, I believe, 
is a symptom of something deeper going on. It's just how whatever it is that this person is struggling with, it's how it's manifesting itself. And I believe that we have come a long way in terms of conversations about mental health, about trauma, and how that impacts us, how that manifests itself in behaviors that we have become to classify as normal. But you look at simple things like people-pleasing, and I realize it's not on the same scale, right? It's definitely not at the same level. But it's a behavior that typically developed as a result of some sort of trauma or repeated experiences. It's a behavior that developed because of the environment that we were in, how we felt we needed to be in order to survive. So there is so much about our childhood that impacts us at a subconscious level. And the way our brain wires things together to help us get through a particular situation may make sense at that particular moment in time, but as time goes on, it usually does more harm than good. That's been my personal experience and from people that I've had similar conversations with, that's been their experience as well. And I'm not saying that this is always the case. But I am saying from my own personal experience, and again, conversations I've had with others, it's often the case. And this is coming from my, my perspective only, okay? I shared a story about someone I grew up with. And he and his sister being abused by their father. And I talked about how my friend chose to take his own life later when it appeared from the outside as though things were going well for him. He was married. He was a stepdad. He was a talented artist. From the outside, it looked like he had the picture-perfect life that he probably always wanted. But only he really knows the trauma that he experienced in those extremely formative years. And only he knows how that trauma continued to impact him on, I'm pretty sure, a daily basis. And when I talked to my mother about this situation and her and my father allowing 
some of these incidents to happen in our home. She shared something with me that either I had forgotten or I didn't know about my friend's dad. She told me that my friend's dad, I think when he was between the ages of 10 and 14, my friend's dad watched his dad kill his mother. And it clicked. Everything made sense. It didn't make any of what he did okay. It didn't make how he treated my friend, how he treated my friend's sister. It didn't make how he treated his wife. It didn't make any of that acceptable or okay. But I understood. Because I thought, how can you be a child and witness something like that happening and not be affected by it? And for that point in time, to probably have no one to help you work through that. I don't like what this man did to my friends. I don't like what this man did to his wife. But I feel bad for the child that he was. My heart goes out to that little boy that saw something so terrible happen and didn't get the support he needed. Didn't get the love and the kindness and the compassion and the support that he needed to process that and work through it. And so when I talk about what we're seeing happen in our world, these, these acts of violence happen. It's a symptom of something else going on. And I'm not going to get into the gun control conversation, but you can take the guns away. It's not going to make those tendencies go away. Because I don't believe the guns are the issue. I believe the guns enable these people to act out certain behaviors that are resulting from unhealed trauma. And I think that's what we need to focus on. And this is my opinion. My opinion means nothing. These are just my thoughts on what I've observed, what I've experienced. Going through my hypnotherapy session helped me understand how much of what happens to us as children shapes us 
into the people we become. And I think logically and at a conscious level, we get that. But going through hypnotherapy helped me realize how my brain pieced things together. What my brain actually, like what my mind really comprehended as a traumatic experience, what my body experienced as a traumatic experience that if I was just talking to somebody, they'd be like, really? Your dad scooting away from you on a bench when you tried to be close to him in front of a bunch of your classmates, really, that was a traumatic experience for you? It was. I was seven years old. Him scooting away from me when I was trying to be close with him and just lean my head on his shoulder or his arm, I felt rejected. I felt like my dad rejected me. How is that not fucking traumatic? And I think the way our mind wires things together I'm just sharing my thoughts. I'm not licensed or certified or whatever letters I need to have. I'm just sharing my thoughts, okay? Um, I don't know if maybe some of us have better impulse control or some of us, the way our mind wires things together, we don't get to that level where violence is the answer, where we see violence as the solution. I mean, we're we're all wired differently. But through those hypnotherapy sessions, I learned from my own experiences what I guess my mind considers traumatic. And when I understand those events and I see the the way my mind pieced things together in a way for, for me to be able to make sense of it and how that impacted my behaviors from that point on, it all makes sense. And trying to heal from that trauma and unlearn those behaviors that aren't healthy, that no longer serve me, that's hard. That's really hard. And so when I see these people doing things like this person did, I'm angry. I'm angry for those parents that no longer have their children. Their children were stolen from them. I'm angry for them because I know how fucked up that is. I just, I just can't imagine. And I hope, I hope to God, I never have to feel what they're feeling. 
I'm angry for all of the families that have been impacted. I'm hurting for them. I'm sad for them. But I also have compassion for this person because what he did That's a sign of something deeper going on within him. And I have no idea what that is. I know nothing about this person. But from what I know, there's always a reason why people are the way they are. There's, there are reasons why I'm the way I am. There are reasons why you're the way you are. There are reasons why this person was who he was and why he made the decision that he did. And I don't think people have to be unquote, quote unquote crazy to do something like this. I've never seen the movie, but I know the premise falling down with Michael Douglas. Like he just snaps and what it's not funny but what is interesting to me is I remember I used to work a jack-in-the-box and I remember it would be like 10 33 on the clock inside and that meant breakfast stop being served so breakfast stop being served at 10 30 and it would say 10 33 on our clock inside and our managers would be like okay breakfast is over and you'd be like fuck because you knew that there was going to be someone in the drive through or someone that came in and that was going to send them off the deep end knowing that they could not get their breakfast platter or whatever it was their sourdough jack breakfast sandwich whatever it was breakfast jacks were served all day but anything else you could not get so you knew that was going to send them into a big old tizzy and you being at the drive through or being at the front counter, you bore the brunt of that anger. But I get it. Like some people are just assholes. Like they just are, you know, and, but there's a reason, there's a reason that, the, that, that they are the way that they are. However, I have had days where it's just like, can one more thing go wrong? Or you have just put up with so much stuff and the, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's just, it's the final straw. Like There's just nothing else. Like everything's piling up, piling up, pi- piling up and oh, it's 1033. We're not serving breakfast anymore. And they just lose their shit. People can only handle so much. And I'm not excusing what people ultimately choose to do. But I can extend compassion. I don't do it all the time. Trust me. I don't do it all the time. And I know that sometimes people feel like they don't have a choice. And again, that's not excusing what people ultimately end up doing. And I know that me having compassion towards someone 
is not going to bring these children back. And I can say that if I was in a similar situation, I likely would not be having this conversation at this moment. I might logically be able to say, yes, there's a reason why this person is the way that he is, but I don't fucking care. He took the most precious thing from me. And I think all of that's okay. I decided to record something. I think because I needed to work through this too. And I think this person is likely not the monster that he may be made out to be. I don't know. Again, like at the time I'm recording this, this just happened. Um, but I also realize that that's not going to bring any of these people back. It's not going to bring any of these children back. And I'm sorry for everybody, for everybody that's involved in this situation. And I hope that aside from the conversation that's inevitable about gun control, I hope that this raises even more awareness about the importance of mental health and trauma and getting people the help that they need. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what the answer is. Somehow making mental health help more easily accessible to people. I mean, when I was going to therapy, I was paying $175 an hour. And I know that there are other resources out there like BetterHelp that will give you like a reduced rate based on, you know, your your financial abilities. But I also know that some people still can't afford that. So I think once people actually truly understand the importance of mental health, its impact, the role it plays in pretty much everything that we do, everything that we think, then maybe we can actually start looking at solutions. But there's also a part of me, and this is kind of my little conspiracy theorist part, that wonders, maybe, if people that are in charge of this accessibility or that, you know, could play a part in that, um, maybe don't want people to be well. Because I 
because maybe certain things wouldn't be tolerated or accepted anymore. I don't know. I just really hope that something like this um, results in a positive change. And I realize that we all likely have very different perspectives on what that positive change can be. Um, and my, my stance is um, more conversations around mental health and how we can make those resources more accessible. That's what I hope comes out of a tragedy such as this. Um, I know there's been a lot of long pauses here, so if you have made it this far, thank you. Um, this isn't something that's been easy for me to talk about. I know it's probably not something that's been easy to listen to. I know it's not something that's probably been easy to see on the news. Um, and I guess that's one of the things that, um, I guess always makes my heart happy in times like this, not the tragedy, but seeing people come together to support these people, um, to support these families, to have conversations about things that are important, to see people being united about something because I feel like there is so much focus on dividing people and that's that's my perspective um, I feel like there's a lot of emphasis on trying to divide people you know you see it with politics you saw it with covid and and the vaccines and you see it for like pretty much with anything like gun control you you see people being extremely divided and sometimes really awful towards each other but i think there's also beauty to be seen in moments like these again where People are supporting each other, where people are coming together. You know, parents are 
are doing whatever they can to help support these parents and these families. You can see the ugliness in a situation if that's what you're looking to see. But you can also see the beauty if that's what you want to see. And I realize the world isn't black and white. There's so much gray. But I think when we choose to act with love and kindness and compassion, I feel like everybody wins. I feel like that's beautiful. And so if that's your one takeaway from this, is that when you act with love, kindness, and compassion, you can't go wrong. Then take it. I want to be clear though. Acting with love, kindness, and compassion doesn't mean that you're a doormat. Okay? It doesn't mean that you tolerate people treating you like crap. It just means that you choose to act with love, kindness, and compassion. And that includes yourself. That includes acting that way towards you. So I have talked for long enough. I'm going to wrap this up and um, take care of yourself. Times like these are always really hard. And I think sometimes we forget to um, give ourselves time and space to process what's happening. So take care of yourself be kind to yourself over these next few days and I just encourage you to be kind to other people we're not perfect we're going to mess up we're going to snap at someone or we're going to flip somebody off in a moment of road rage but I think if you can look at your life and say yeah like 80 80, 80 to 90% of the time, I'm, I'm acting in alignment with my heart and who I know myself to be, then um, I think it's pretty good. So take care of yourself, and I'll talk with you soon. <laughs>